Praise the Lord. Welcome to the official GVPC podcast. My name is Pastor Chris Keats. I am the pastor of Gila Valley Pentecostal Church in Safford, Arizona. We're so glad to have you here listening to this podcast. We pray that it richly blesses you. And God bless you. Luke 16, verse number 19. 
And there was a certain rich man, which was clothed in purple and fine linen, and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate full of sores, and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torment, and seeth Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. And said Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water. And cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. Yeah. Jesus. But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. And beside all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed, yeah. so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot. Neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. Then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house. For I have five brethren that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. And Abraham saith unto him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. See, all we have on this side is preaching. All we have is a word from God to get us to the other side. Let them hear them. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. And he said unto them, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. The unheard sounds of a funeral. Now, I sought God because understand my heart today. There's not a person under the sound of my voice that I, I may not know you, but I love you. It's not my desire today to make you upset. It's not my desire for you never to walk back through the doors. It's not my desire to offend you. I, I walk very carefully today because this is another man's pulpit and I honor this great elder. But I want to reach for your soul today. I asked God this past week as I approached him and I said God there will be people there that have issues there will be people there that are facing things and they need a miracle and they need help and they need blessings and God spoke to me and confirmed as he always does and he said their soul is more important than their current situation. Understand today that when you leave this earth, there is not an issue in your body, in your mind, or in your family that exempts you from the requirements of making it to heaven. Right. There's no issue you can stand before him with that can excuse not being ready when you meet him. My thoughts are pure today. I've sought my heart to be pure today. Why don't we all lift our hands all over this place right now and ask God to help us. God, open our hearts, God. Break down the walls. Break down the barriers. God, help us. Lord, Lord, we love you, Lord. 
It's the arrangements of a funeral. It's what happens at a funeral. It's the flowers. It's the family crowd. It's the food that's delivered. It's the RIPs that are posted on Facebook. And as human beings, our lives will suddenly stop. And we all have time to be there. Our schedules are adjusted. And we make the time to pay respects to those that have lost their lives. It's what we do as humans as we enter the rooms to silence out any thoughts but the good thoughts. It's our human nature to mute out the negatives of the moment. When we approach the family, we will tell the stories of the good times. We share the memories that make smiles come across faces. We do our best to lighten the mood in the room because that's what we do as humans. Right. We complete the wait and the viewing feeling justified that we was there and we've done our part and we continue on to the funeral and everybody at that point has their best suits on. The pallbearers are all matching. The tissue boxes are passed around. The simple songs of Go Rest High on that mountain or Amazing Grace or How Great Thou Art is played as you make your way out of that service many times. And the same verse of scripture are taken as ministry is called to speak, offering hope, and again trying to find the positives of the situation that is dealt before them. But somewhere in the midst of these services, in my mind, as I sit, and even now as a minister assist for funerals, I begin to allow my mind to wonder about the other side because you see death is but a mystery for all of us in this room. There is nobody under the sound of my voice that can give you accurate knowledge of what actually happens when you leave this earth for the final time. Every funeral I have ever been to has been so generic. It's the description of eternity and preachers a lot of times you find will use the same source of scriptures to try their best to bring a message forward to the family that is in front of them. And as I sit in service after service of funerals at times, my mind will simply begin to wonder not how good of a person they was. It, it did not go to where they lived. It did not go to how much money they left behind. But in my mind, the one thing that steadily echoes over and over again is did they make it or did they not? Can I preach to you today? There is nothing that we can acquire in this earth. It's no organizational card. It's no position in church. It's no position at our job that can ever make up the difference for being ready with God. I came to preach to somebody right now. It's time that you get ready for God coming back. It may not be the grave. It may be when the trumpet sounds. But you gotta be ready. It does not matter your family name. It does not matter if you're first generation apostolic or you've been in this all your life. Understand today that nothing in life can deter the fact that you will meet God exactly how you are. Right. Amen. The false realization a lot of times for me and you is we take on the saints mindset as the ten virgins that we find. Understand today that when the bridegroom came, that all ten of these girls was picked for similar characters. They all was pure. It was not something that you would ask your friend to be in your wedding just because uh, they was your friend. But understand that uh, they was picked due to the pureness uh, and what they was represented in the text. 
and realize that until the cry came, come on. all ten looked ready. Right, come on. And the Bible will tell you, and it's clear to see in the text, that the five foolish didn't even know they weren't ready. That's right. Bro. Yeah. Yes, sir. Because the Bible says that every one of them trimmed their lamps. Hear the heart of this preacher today. I, I really wish I could have shouted to you. Please understand my burden today. I really wish I could have, but I came to preach to you and maybe shake a young person or maybe shake a minister or maybe shake a saint of God that may feel like they're ready. But I came to help you today. Shake your lamp before the cry is made. Shake your soul before you see him. But John 3 and 5 says, You must be born of the water and of the Spirit, or you will not see the kingdom of God. You've got to be baptized in Jesus, sir. That's right. And you've got to be full of the Holy Ghost. You've got to have a spirit living on the inside of you. I would be a wrong preacher if I would stand here and take a minute to tell you the best way to buy your ticket to the other side is to find you an altar and surrender your life and surrender your soul and lay down everything inside of you and repent of your sins and say, God, I've got to have a Holy Ghost. I'm tired of this life. I'm tired of being this way. I've got to be delivered. Right. Of these. Right. 
Can I tell you today that life only has just begun? It was one good elder, I think it was Brother T.W. Barnes, I heard him a message preached sometime many, many years ago, and I caught a clip of it, and in his message he made the comment, he said that when you only live your life and you blink it, and eternity starts, that life has just begun. You see, we, we can't factor in eternity. Everything we do, we live by schedule. We live by calendar that this will be and then that will be. And I'm going to work tomorrow and I'll come home. And, and we live on time. But imagine a time burning in hell where all of a sudden time ceases to exist and nothing will ever change. There'll never be no more hope. There'll never be no more altar. There'll never be another church service. But everything that you have lived with up until that moment echoes through your mind. I know it's sober and I know it's quiet, but understand what I'm saying today. I don't understand why anybody would play with their soul. Understand. You see, Will, if we hear, brother, if we hear of a serial killer, we'll, we'll look down at him. Brother Garcia, we'll, we'll look at him in distaste. I was a deputy sheriff for almost five years full time before I went to the oil field and I had the chance to work a triple homicide and, and we was there when I called the guy had to be in court for all of this and, and I remember coming down the hallway with this man in chains after killing three people and the distaste I felt and the distaste that others felt and the looks as you come into the courtroom uh, of the family of the victims. And, and, and understand today it's the immediate resentment of the wrong that they have done. Right. If a homosexual moves into your neighborhood or a child molester or things of this nature, the first thing we do a lot of times is we cringe ourselves. A child molester lives there. And we guard our kids and we guard our family and we guard ourselves from that. But understand today that if they don't get right with God, they'll go to the same hell you do. There's no levels to this thing. There's no judgment in this thing. The same hell that Adolf Hitler went to will be the same hell you go to. There's no middle ground to this thing. I will not get right. I refuse to go to And that 
Within hours, it's evident throughout the Word of God and even still in foreign countries that they don't have a long time to bury someone. Perhaps days or even hours that they have to get them into the ground. So understand that as the rich man would die, the Bible says that Lazarus dies, the rich man dies. It does not give you time, but you can put your mind to this and understand that it was within a certain amount of time that these men was dead. And if you put it together into perspective, and my mind is a picture mind, my mind tries to see what I'm reading a lot of times. And, and when I see this, and God, I believe God laid it out to me that, that I immediately, I couldn't get away from it. Is that you can imagine. Brother Garcia, come here. You look bored back there. You're, you're too active to just sit in one place. Lay down for me. Don't take a nap. It ain't Sunday evening yet. Lay sideways, man. There you go. You go. We ain't burying you that way. We burying you that way. Understand today that possibly as this funeral is happening, can you imagine with me the other brothers? They didn't know the other side of the story. Right. All they had was this side. Can you only imagine? Come here, what you get for looking at me. <laughs> can you imagine as these other brothers perhaps stood over their brother? Look at the purple. Look at the wealth. One of us had that business. One of us had that now. Look at the friends and the dignitaries and everybody that's here. My God, he lived a good life. He had everything. He had it all together. Man, I want to be just lucky. I want everything he had, don't you? And they stand there and they talk about this. And perhaps as they leave on the other side of the thing. Oh, on the other side of this, there's some unheard sounds of a funeral. No! Please tell my brothers don't come here. Please tell my, my God, ain't he so good? He had everything. Please don't tell my brothers. Tell them don't come to hell. Tell, tell them don't be like me. Tell them, tell them don't do this. Please. Tell them please don't tell them. Understand today the worst cry of hell will not be for you, but it'll be knowing you lived a life that your kids will follow. The worst scream in hell today the backsliders out of this church and family members that have went on without God is please tell the young people worship like never before. Please tell the young people don't backslide. If 
We knew tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Or even today, 7 p.m., the trumpet sounded and God's coming back. Let me tell you something. Whether that area was ready or not, we'd have to use it to put people in it. Never got to soul service. No, sir. Right. That's right. No, we would have never got to preach, and I wouldn't have got to preach today. No, sir. Because people would have went to pray it and search in their stuff. That's right. You well, because all of a sudden they gotta be ready. I remember as a kid, now some of y'all are not old enough. I'm so glad I can say that now. I remember when Y2K hit. Somebody remember Y2K? Yeah. Huh. We had watch night service. Amen. Watch night service is when you start at 8 o'clock at night. Huh? Yes, sir. And everybody that can sing and preach, preach. And everybody that couldn't sing and preach, preach too. <laughs> Till midnight. I'm telling y'all, and I, I was born in 91. I was just a kid. But I remember that service, Pastor. It was packed out. There was backsliders there and people there that hadn't thought about God in years. But the world was going in. We had the biggest altar service. We normally park fireworks at 12 o'clock. We had an extended altar service through midnight. We didn't eat to probably 2 o'clock. We prayed more people through and people were praying and seeking God. It was awesome. And I'm not making light. I'm thankful for what they experienced. But this is how we do as humans. Within two weeks, some of them, you couldn't find them again. Because the fear was gone. So why in the world would a God that created the heavens and the earth in six days would roll back the Red Sea, break down Jericho walls, come to this earth, robe himself in flesh, make himself be conceived by a woman that knew no man, walk this earth, do many miracles, signs, and wonders, resurrect himself, and then go back into glory. And he says when he leaves, I go to prepare a place for you. That where I am, you may be also. And I hate, I, I gotta bring this up because it's truth. He said, Tarry ye in Jerusalem until ye be endued with power. I believe myself. If a dead man had just told me, go to Jerusalem, that's where my spirit is, I would have went to Jerusalem. Because the power that he left was the Holy Ghost. That's why it's important. Before you leave this place, you experience his glory and you experience his power. But why would a God that did all of that not tell me when he was coming back? Right. You can't tell me he had heaven without a set of plans and said, well, when I get it built, I'll get it built. I don't want to tell him when I'm coming back right now because I don't know if I'll have it done by then. No. No way. But blame one and one believes. The reason he did not tell me when he was coming back is because if he would have, everybody would be ready. But if you're ready when he comes back, it's going to be because you love him, not because you fear hell. I tell you what to keep you, it ain't the thought of hell, it's the fact I can't tell him. I've got to be here. I've got to love him. I've got to serve him. Change your mentality from fear to faith, and I'm telling you, it'll keep you, and it'll guide you. Don't live for God out of fear of hell. Live for God out of faith and love. And he's done so much for me. There's nothing this world has that can take it away. Jesus. 
Right there, please come help. What a wonderful job y'all done today. Power of God and presence, anointing and power. Thank God for music and singers and musicians. The Bible says that all of heaven rejoices when one soul repents. So when my country loses our mind, the only way that can take place is if somebody is watching. The Bible says that on that day the book shall be opened. Whose ever name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. So understand there's a moment in this of repentance selling out to Him being filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That your name is written down. So can you see what I see? Something's happening in altar service in heaven. I don't know about you. This is just my mind. This is just how I see it. But I believe even right now on the other side. Maybe. Just maybe. That Jesus realizes it's all your time. It's you can't make me believe that somebody up there is not paying note right now. It just maybe. Gabriel, go get the book. That book's opened up. And it's laid down at the feet of Jesus. But maybe the pen and blood has got out. And there's an angel looking down right now. It's all for time. I hear the keyboard playing. Well, Gar CJ Garcia, yeah, that's his place right there. Get the pin ready. How many services in your life has your place in the book been pulled out? And the pin was ready. And once again, No, I, I don't think I can live up to that. I don't think I can do that. I don't think I'm good enough. I don't think I can make it. I, I don't think. And you walk out on another service. And the book's closed. And lay back down in this place. I can only imagine. Maybe God walks over. Sits down on that throne. You can hear the words. What else do I have to do that they would live with me? What else could I have done that they would sell out to me? feel the Holy Ghost right now. I wish we would all stand all over this place. I don't know who I'm preaching to today. Trust me, I'm not a perfect man. I have to die daily. Just because I'm a preacher don't mean that I exemplify myself. I preach to me today. I, I've hit my own self today. Wherever you are, I wish you would just lift up your hands right now and say, God, I'm selling out to you right now. Come on, I refuse to go to hell. I refuse to do this. 
Jesus. 